Dazahao, and welcome to the A Thousand Lives broadcast, the go to podcast for all things related to Christian missions in China. This is Austin, your host and missionary to China with Vision Baptist Missions and the Vision for China team. For more information about Vision Baptist Missions, the Vision for China team, and how to take the first step on your path to making Jesus famous in China, head on over to visionforchina.org. That is V I S I O N F O R C H I N A dot O R G. There you'll also find a slew of resources to aid you in both sharing the gospel with Chinese friends as well as to help you encourage others to give their lives to making Jesus known in China. For this week's episode, we'll be talking about a story from the life of past missionary to China, Jonathan Goforth. Jonathan Goforth was a Canadian missionary to China who arrived on the field with his family in the year 1888. He spent over 40 years serving the Lord and preaching the gospel in China and is perhaps best known for his great revival preaching throughout northern China in the latter half of his ministry. Even from a young age, while still in Canada, Jonathan Goforth was intent on seeing the people of China reached with the gospel. While in college, he heard a man preach who had served for a time on the island of Taiwan and was convinced he should give his life to make Jesus famous in China. In his fervor to take his next step toward the field, he searched out Dr. Randall, a representative of the China Inland Mission, and got a copy of China's Spiritual Need and Claims, a book written by Hudson Taylor. That book ignited within Goforth a passion to not just go to China as a missionary, but also to encourage others to do the same. He took it upon himself to purchase numerous copies of that book, paying for them out of his own pocket, and mailing them to churches throughout Canada, encouraging them to send laborers to China. He was on fire about getting other people in interested in getting the gospel to Chinese people. By the time he arrived in China in 1888, he was 29 years old, married, and eager to begin the language learning process. In fact, that is where our story today finds him, in the midst of language school. Goforth knew that to effectively communicate the gospel to Chinese people, he would need to master the Chinese language. How was he going to start? Wouldn't it be hard to figure out what's with all those weird characters or letters or whatever they are? And isn't Chinese a language with tones? Today, we will hear how Jonathan Goforth struggled to learn the language before the Lord miraculously intervened and helped him along. Now, when we talk about language learning, it can seem like a rather difficult task. And and speaking from personal experience as someone who knows what it's like to seriously think on how exactly to even tackle learning the language, it can seem nigh impossible. For instance, I remember absolutely hating having to work through verb tenses in high school Spanish. If you've ever learned Spanish or attempted to learn Spanish, you know what I'm talking about. And then there was college, where I tried my hand at Biblical Greek, and I remember different nouns had different cases, and that made my head spin too. Friends, it may surprise you to learn that there are no verb tenses in Chinese. Praise the Lord. And what's more, there are no cases in Chinese. Hallelujah. At least in a grammar sense, China is actually rather simple. Uh, needless to say, I'm excited to recount a snippet of Goforth's language school story with you all. Now, before jumping in to how the Lord intervened to help Goforth, forth with the language, I'd like to briefly highlight the Chinese region of the week, which for this week is Fujian province. Fujian is located in southeast China and is home to over 37 million people. That means that Fujian is basically the population of all of New York State, Pennsylvania, and New Jersey combined, and then take those combined populations of New York, Pennsylvania, New Jersey, and scrunch them all into a land area the size of Pennsylvania's land area. That is Fujian. 
I must say that Fujian holds a special place in my heart. Uh, I actually spent my five years in China in a city in southwest Fujian called Longyan. That's where my wife grew up, where we met, and even where we got married. We have family there, we have Christian friends there, and we have so many great memories there. Now, though there are some Christians there, I would be the first to tell you that they are few and far between. Fujian needs more men surrendered to boldly proclaim Jesus. Fujian province is located directly across from Taiwan. It is a very diverse province with many different ethnic groups and languages. It was slower to develop than many of the other Chinese provinces and today is not quite as crowded as many of the other provinces there on the east coast of China and that's due to its mountainous terrain. The two biggest cities in Fujian province are Xiamen and Fuzhou. I have been to each of these cities and let me tell you they are overrun with people. The people in Fujian province desperately need Jesus Christ. According to a survey done back in 2009, only about three and a half percent of the people in Fujian province identify themselves as Christian. Brother, would you pray that God would raise up laborers to take the gospel to Fujian? Would you pray that he would send more preachers of the word of God who would go and give them God's word, who would give them the gospel so that they could hear the glad tidings, believe in Jesus Christ, and be saved? Well, jumping into our story about Goforth today, Jonathan Goforth landed in Shanghai, China in 1888 and quickly made his way to a place uh, at the time called Chefu. Today it's known as the city of Yantai in Shandong province. And it was there in Yantai where the China Inland Mission, under the leadership of Hudson Taylor, had established a language school for newly arrived missionaries. Now, young Jonathan Goforth was eager to get started in the language obviously so that he could share the gospel of Jesus Christ with the multitudes around him. He spent nine months learning the language there in Yantai and found Chinese to be a bit of a challenge for him. Despite the challenge, he was diligent in his studies and at the end of nine months, he went with his family to the other side of Shandong province to a very small area there called Pangzhong to get away from the mission compound and become more immersed in the language and culture. Now, throughout his time back in Yantai, during those initial nine months, uh, Jonathan had been in correspondence with a close friend of his back in Canada who was preparing to come to China as a missionary as well. Uh, that friend's name was Donald McGillivray. They were buddies back in their college days in Toronto, and Jonathan was eager to have Donald join up with him in Pangjong so that they could do ministry together. After three months of the Goforce living in Pangjong, Donald joined up with them to begin working together. Donald, of course, also had to learn to speak the language and began language school immediately. Keep in mind that at this point, Jonathan had a full year head start in the language over Donald. And I imagine that many of you out there listening can probably see where this story is headed. You know, it didn't take long for Donald's language skills to far surpass those of Jonathan. I mean, his progress in the language was extraordinary. In a mere month, Donald McGillivray had every last Chinese character found in the Gospel of John memorized. He was able to give the sound, tone, and meaning of each of the characters found in that Gospel. All within a month 
All of that was in addition to his keeping up with the regular course of language study. Now, though Jonathan worked just as hard at learning Chinese, there was an obvious difference in their progress. After all, Donald had excelled at his studies of the classical languages back at their college in Toronto. It didn't take long before Donald's Chinese skills blazed past Jonathan's to the point that it was obvious to all the Chinese people around them. He could speak better than go forth and understand the people better than go forth. In fact, while Jonathan would preach in the chapel, they had a chapel there in their area where they would regularly preach, Jonathan would be preaching there, the people would often, in the middle of Jonathan's sermon, motion toward Donald, who would be sitting over to the side, and say, Which means, you speak, we don't understand him. Go forth was crushed every time it happened. And he was becoming more and more discouraged in the language day after day. It was absolutely humiliating, especially seeing as how his good friend could so quickly surpass him. One day, he was leaving for chapel in the morning when he told his wife Rosalind, this is Jonathan, told his wife Rosalind, go forth, if the Lord does not work a miracle for me with this language, I fear I will be an utter failure as a missionary. And friends, would you know it? That is exactly what the Lord did that day. He worked a miracle, and he did it through the prayers of others. Jonathan Goforth's wife, Rosalind, recounts a story herself that about two hours after he uttered those words to her, he returned home. Oh, Rose, he cried. It was wonderful. When I began to speak those phrases and idioms that would always elude me, they came readily, and I could make myself understood so well that the men actually asked me to go on, though Donald had risen to speak. He was getting ready to stand up and speak, and they told him to sit back down. They wanted to keep listening to me. Could you believe it? I know the backbone of the language is broken. Praise the Lord. And friends, it truly was the Lord that was to be praised, because this sudden improvement in language came as the direct answer to specific prayer. About two months later, a letter arrived from a former college roommate of Jonathan's back home in Canada, saying that on a certain evening after supper, a number of students in Toronto decided to meet in one of the classrooms for prayer, especially for Jonathan Goforth. The letter said that the presence and power of God was felt in such a way Way during that prayer meeting that they were convinced Goforth just had to have been helped in some way as a result of their prayers. They said they could just sense it. Goforth, surprised to read this letter and a bit shocked, he began to flip back through his diary. Goforth realized that the date of the prayer meeting coincided exactly with his sudden and drastic improvement in the language. God answered prayer. God worked through prayer. This improvement set Jonathan on a path to great fluency in the language, particularly in preaching. Some years later, a man by the name of Dr. Arthur H. Smith, who was one of the best speakers of the Chinese language among English speakers at the time, commented to Jonathan Goforth, wherever did you get your style of speaking? For any sakes, don't change it. You can be understood over a wider area than anyone I know. And you know, friends, that is a high compliment indeed. But not only that, it highlights how the Lord prepared Jonathan for the specific work he had called him to do as a revivalist preacher and evangelist. You know, at that time, while many missionaries in China 
China were doing ministry focused on specific regions within China without much travel from region to region. Goforth, on the other hand, was later on in his ministry at least, used of the Lord to travel far and wide throughout China, preaching often from province to province. With the variety of accents and differences of language nuances from region to region in China, Jonathan being able to be understood across such a wide area was truly a gift from the Lord. The Lord did an amazing thing in his life and ministry as a direct result of the prayers of his people. Isn't God great? Is he not good to hear the prayers of his people? Is he not beyond willing to empower us to complete the task before us for his sake? If we just ask, God answers prayer. He hears us, his children. He hears our fervent cries. If we just ask of him, if we just knock, if we are fervent to bring our requests before him, he hears us. Is that not a wonderful promise from Scripture? Brother, he is a wonderful God. He does hear prayer. He does answer his people when they call on him. He does go before us and prepare us for what lies ahead on our path to serving and proclaiming him. Brother, if you are out there considering giving your life to becoming a missionary to China, please do not let the Chinese language be a deterrent. Please do not let any perceived difficulty as far as language or culture or anything like that get in the way of you coming to China with the gospel. Yes, there are those like that Donald McGillivray who may be more gifted in the language, but there are also those who, like Jonathan Goforth, may have to push through at times. Those times might come with difficulties, but let me assure you that if you step out in faith and trust God to help you fulfill his calling on your life to preach Jesus in China, he will bless you. He will equip you with the language. He will gift you with the culture. He will provide your every need as you continue steadfastly after him. Brother, if you want to learn more about all that is involved in going to China with the gospel, let me encourage you to reach out to Vision Baptist Missions and the Vision for China team. We want to help you and guide you on your path to making Jesus famous in China. God is good. He is at work. He is working in China. There are so many wonderful opportunities to preach Jesus and serve him in China. Brother, if you want to take that next step toward China and learn how to continue on a path toward full-time ministry there in China, reach out to us. You can email us at info at visionmissions.com. That is I-N-F-O at V-I-S-I-O-N-M-I-S-S-I-O-N-S dot C-O-M. Or email me, Austin, personally at Austin at ReachingChina.org. That is A-U-S-T-I-N at R-E-A-C-H-I-N-G-C-H-I-N-A dot O-R-G. We'd love to talk to you about the next steps you can take towards preaching Jesus in China, whether that next step be Bible training, practical ministry training, or language and culture training. As we learned in our story about Jonathan Goforth today, the Lord does mighty things in answer to prayer. We know that God hears the prayers of his people. Shen Ting Dao Gao. Shen Ting Dao Gao is Chinese for God hears prayer. Brother, would you pray about how the Lord would have you use your life to further his name in China? Would you pray about serving him with your life in China? We know that Shen Ting Dao Gao, and if you pray and seek after him, you may find that he wants to use you to make him famous in China. They need to hear the good news. Brother, will you take it to them? If not you, then who?
Well, this concludes today's episode of the A Thousand Lives broadcast. Be sure to tune in to next week's episode where we will look at a story from the life of past missionary to China, C.T. Studd. He, just like Jonathan Goforth, went to China with a heart to tell them about Christ. In next week's story, we'll look at the flip side of language learning through C.T. Studd's eyes. Whereas Jonathan Goforth tried and tried and tried again and needed prayer and needed help from the Lord, C.T. Studd prayed and prayed about having the language but didn't really put forth the effort. It took a timely word from a senior missionary to get C.T. Studd on the right track. You won't want to miss this unusual and exciting story. Well, once again, remember to pray for Fujian this week. Fujian is a southeastern Chinese province that is home to over 37 million people who need someone to come and share the good news of Christ with them. Will you pray for them? Will you pray for God to raise up more laborers for Fujian? After all, Shun Ting Dog Hao. Thank you again for listening to the A Thousand Lives broadcast. This has been Austin, your host and missionary to China with Vision Baptist Missions and the Vision for China team. For more information about Vision Baptist Missions, the Vision for China team, and how to take the first step on your path to making Jesus famous in China, head on over to visionforchina.org. That is V-I-S-I-O-N-F-O-R-C-H-I-N-A.org. There you'll find a slew of resources to aid you in both sharing the gospel with Chinese friends as well as encouraging others to give their lives to making Jesus known in China. Well, until next time, 再见!